Our next guest suggests that sometimes saying thank you, but no thank you and stepping away is necessary and good. Further, she challenges her prospective clients to put in the work to do their bit and respect that the advice and guidance that they are given is based on a track record of years of experience. This comes in the wake of a recent article that our guest, Rechine Leroux, penned, where she says, open quote, I think in this current economic climate, we need to remember the fundamentals. Compromising your own values will be detrimental to you in the long run. When you pitch for new work, and presumably this should extend to a job interview, don't be shy to ask questions. They have to impress you as much as you have to impress them. In the proverbial sense, it's a two-way street. Rahin Laru, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. MD at Reputation Matters. Your thoughts on what I've just said, and perhaps just quickly give a summary of what that quotation really meant to you as you wrote it. Perfect. Evening, Tangeza. It's lovely to be chatting to you. I had an incredibly horrendous experience very recently, <laughs> which um, gave it, which provided the content um, for that article that I wrote. And you, you, you spot on when you pitch for work, it can very similarly be be used in the same context when you pitch for a job or when you go and pitch yourself for a job interview. Um, so what happened was I was called in to help. So from a reputation management point of view, we help companies to build uh, a resilient reputation. And I often get asked how to help people from an online perspective and how to build a reputation. And this company contacted me and wanted to find out that they had some negative reviews on Google. So unfortunately, <laughs> there's no way that I can take them off Google, but I did indicate to them very often when there is a negative review, it's a, it shows that there's something underlying that's, that's a greater issue. The, the online side of things is, is the result of it. And yes, we can contain it, but it's putting, that would just be putting a plaster over a wound and not really knowing what the issue is. So we would need to dig a little bit deeper. So I rock up at the meeting. I, I, well, before the time, I actually do a little bit of research just as a basic. I start on their website. And interestingly, on this website, there's just a photo, telephone number, but no about us, no values, no vision, nothing. So I prepare as best I can. Then when, I, when the meeting started, I was greeted by a rather monochromatic male-dominated boardroom, which, which I thought in this day and age was very, very interesting. And especially the target audience for this specific audience is very much people living in communities. So I did find it a little bit odd um, that it wasn't more demographically representative, but, but be that as it may. So before I even started speaking or, or, or giving my proposed way forward and what, how I interpreted the brief, I had, let's call him Mr. Dominant Monochromat. <laughs> he explained to me what he wanted done from a, a Google search engine point of view. So his ideal scenario is now when somebody Googles the name of the company, he wants the word liar and crook to pop up saying, I thought the company was a crook, but they are not. As I listened to this story, I thought, gee, whiskers, why on earth would you want to be associated with liars and crooks and stuff like that? So I said, I encouraged them to that, you know, perhaps you want to steer away and have more positive associations when people Google your name. 
this, then just encouraged him. Let's say he mansplained <laughs> much his desired approach again. Um, but anyway, so I, at last when I had this chance to, to um, pitch the idea of what we had in place, but now I must admit by this time my blood pressure <laughs> was starting to cook a little bit. But sure. anyway, I thought, you know, let, let's just... So, so when I start, I said, okay... I, I battle to find your, your vision. Do you mind just sharing it with me so that I also can understand where it is that you are moving towards? So he, he looks at me a little bit quizzically and he said, what? To make money. And I thought, okay, that's, that's interesting. I've, I, <laughs> I've not heard that as a company vision before. You're not going to see that um, big on the, on the website. I said, okay. And just to confirm, what are your values? Yoch, did he get a little bit offensive with me? And he said, What? Um, our values are money, 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 money. And I, for the first time in in my life, I've never done this before. Mm. I hadn't even gone through the presentation. I closed my laptop and I said, It's very clear to me. One of our core values at Reputation Matters is respect. And it's clear to me that you do not respect your customers, you do not respect your employees. You're not respecting me. Your approach and your values do not resonate with ours. We are not the right company to help you through this. So that just made me realize that when you pitch for work, when you go to a job interview, you're going to be spending so much time with that company. You need to resonate with their values. There has to be somebody who was actually telling me the other day, it's, it's, and they refer to it as a chemistry meeting. You see, is there chemistry between all the parties? Because especially when you are um, going to be spending so much time with them, you need to be on the same page. The minute you start compromising your values, you know, it might be, again, a short-term solution to, to <laughs> for things, but you're going to compromise yourself. And in the long run, it's just going to be a lose-lose scenario for mm. absolutely everyone. Have they paid you for your time? I beg your pardon? Have they paid you for your time? <laughs> Not for a pitch meeting. So, and that, that's part of it. I think, with, um, I think we would have given them really good advice and, and recommendations, solid recommendations. But I think they would have challenged us right until the end to bring in words like cooks and lies yes, sure. in Google. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, I cannot do that. If I want to build a resilient company, and it's all about building a positive profile, I mean, I, I, mm. that in itself just doesn't resonate. Very well, very well. I appreciate that. Here's what <laughs> I do wish to ask in relation to this narrative, and it's a very real one. When you are going to work for a company as an employee in particular, how much R&D, research and development, or IP in terms of the company's heartbeat and pulse, can you really do? And how much can an interview give you? Because in many instances, all of those are fleeting exchanges, which at all do not tell you about my ability, to, for instance, to handle pressure. I mean, how, how much of can you handle pressure can I exhibit in a question that requires an answer which is probably rehearsed, how much of, oh, this is such a nice company because they offered me tea when I walked in, it was nice and cool and the staff were very friendly, simply because they know they have to put their best foot forward because they have a potential candidate who could rake in for the millions, versus when the 
business is on, the pleasantries are done with, and as it were, it's business as usual. How much of an individual's time can be dedicated to try and extract then out of the organization before meeting the organization? I think it is a responsibility of the individual to do a little bit of homework as well. Where, I mean, just Googling the company and looking at some media um, articles, but also even just chatting to somebody that has worked there for a while. And I think that's also, you kind of doing your own due diligence from a prospecting point of view who you want to work for because yes. often um, you know there, there's wonderful marketing campaigns and the external communication is absolutely brilliant until you start digging just a little bit deeper um, it is and I must admit when we have people that that um, apply to work for us I really enjoy the, the, the I suppose the tougher questions where I can see somebody has really done their homework um, that, that really questions something specifically or um, when they also speak to some of the, 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 the fellow team members as well um, to find out what is it like to work here, what does a normal work day look like, um, what are some of the challenges. Because I think, um, I think too often sometimes we go into situations with blinkers on and don't realize that it is a two-way street, it's a two-way partnership. Um, you want to sell yourself as far as possible, but ultimately they need to sell them as well. They want your talent. They want you on board. So they need to also motivate why they <laughs> need you. Sure, sure. So I think that that is really important as well. And I mean, as a, as a, as a start, is to chat to, to, to find out who you can chat to, to just find out what the role entails what the culture is like, um, and specific questions that, that are important to you. And I think any good organization will definitely make that available, um, a person or somebody available for you to also just have a, have a chat to. That is some sound advice. Thank you so much then, Ms. Rahin LaRue, Managing Director of Reputation Matters. It is certainly a two-way street, and now one of the most important lessons one can take out of this is if you know your value, you will know when your value is either not appreciated or where you cannot add value simply because the recipient or the territory is simply not worth your time. Thank you so much, Mungesa. Excellent. Ms. Rahin LaRue, thanks for your time. We continue now with the balance of the show. Of course, it's Wednesday. It's nearly top of the hour. Mr. Brian Van Royen, CEO of Labat Africa, is on the line after this.